Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my hammers eleven. Hope you are all safe and well. Now we're back in tiers, tier three, wherever we're in now. We're you know obviously you know London and Essex are in tier three now. So <sighs> anyway, hope you're safe and well. Um, if you're new channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made with any time we put new content on. As always, we'd like to thank our channel sponsors, Untucking. I just realised the way my the way my thing is that you've missed the fact that I've got this shirt is so old. <laughs> it's it's but look oh no the e was crap the e's gone as well anyway 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 regardless of my uh of my how crap my uh my ironing was back in the day um we've got another guest today of course um he's he's we're talking about his book he's doing a really cool book it's going to be published uh next year some early next year is it dan in january yeah january we'll, we'll come to that anyways that is daniel how, how are you doing man how's you i'm well thanks yourself yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. Uh, sort of getting it's, it's like a get, being back in tier three to me is almost like having a you know a comfortable pair of trainers back on, a comfortable pair of slippers. You sort of <laughs> sort of move back into it, all that hysteria. You know exactly. You know where you are, exactly. We tier two. Out of the game and that's it again. Yeah, I mean, I mean tier two, I didn't know what I was doing. Was I going to a shop? Could I go into what shop was open? At least tier three is like, right, okay, okay, no pubs for you, no restaurants for you. <laughs> No yeah. substantial meals or scotch eggs or anything. No, 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 no scotch eggs. You know, you saw pictures, didn't you, of people in in pubs with like a scotch egg in their pint, you know, on top of their pint and stuff like that, and <laughs> and and beer soup and all that stuff. None of that bullshit now. It's like we're in tier three. Yeah. And you got to live in it. No going out for you, yeah. No, exactly. You stay in and watch more Hammers Eleven. My Hammers yeah, Eleven, exactly. because that, that's exactly. what everyone should do. Um. Anyway, um, how have you been, man? In this sort of weird world we live in now yeah good um yeah well um yeah the book kind of came about because uh like a lot of people i was furloughed in march and uh, yep. they made redundant but luckily enough found them done a job uh brilliant pretty quickly um good. which i know a lot of people haven't been as lucky as that but Very true. luckily we managed to do that but the book basically came about i wanted to write it for a, a couple of years and and all of a sudden was thrust upon 
but like a period of leisure really and i thought well this yeah. was the time if i was ever gonna do it it was gonna be now so yeah yeah kind of plowed on from march late march and and then finished it by well it was a, it was a long process but it was sort of july august time fantastic let's let's get on to the book so obviously for those who don't know uh dan's written a book it's, it's coming out in, in january and it's about a period of time which as we as we discovered when we first chatted um no one's written a book about no so um, it's about the great escape obviously you see that see dan's twitter handle so the greatest escape obviously that that fantastic season that was in terms of uh you know staying up with the skin of our teeth games it was fantastic yeah it, it was yeah yeah I, I glossed over and i think that's the trouble is people have glossed over the the the, the crapness of this and just the mm. the weirdness of that season and just remember that it's just that last period of games and i think that's what's really cool about the book is that you know, you're focusing on that absolute crazy season. Yeah. Um, just a mental scene. As, as you said before you started, you know, change of ownerships and, and things like that. There was a lot going on in that season, wasn't Massively. it? Absolutely. I think as well, it's kind of the most West Ham season potentially of all time. Like, only we could sign two of the world's top-rated young players, add that to a team that got to the FA Cup final, and then go nine games without scoring a goal. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one's ever doing it. <coughs> I remember the day we signed them, speaking to my... This is this bit's in the book, but I was speaking to my dad yeah. and thinking, this could be the Champions League. My God, we might win the league. Yeah. And then we're bottom in January. <laughs> no, it's just... It's like only West Ham could manage that. But Tottenham had never signed them two players and then no. being 19, Father. It's just we find special ways to... <laughs> we do we find special and i think that's we're a special you know we're a special club yeah. we find special ways to to manage to and the most yeah thing of, of all is sorting out absolutely at the end when there's no hope when you're 10 points 11 points behind with nine games to go so of course then it works out and you stay up <laughs> and that is so west ham as well isn't it it's always you know <clears throat> you know when most of the time when those chips are down and it's like no then we turn up and it's like yeah. where the fuck has this team been going for the last season you know half a season and then yeah. we become world beaters for those last few games um as you said that is just such a west ham thing to do isn't it yeah it's just west ham you know it's it's, we, we know it and javier mascarano and by february <laughs> nigel Quasi's in midfield you know <laughs> 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 oh, oh nigel Quasi. you know like it it wasn't i think anything um that we thought would, would happen and i say no. i'd um yeah, I, I was amazed no one had ever wrote a book about it because people write, I mean, you, you, if you Google Tevez, I guarantee there'll be an article within the last three months someone's wrote about the, the signings yeah. of him and, yeah, yeah. and in the end. But there's a massive story in the middle that no one ever has ever talked about. So yeah. I thought, well, I had some time. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? And I think it's something which... And again, it's a, it's a slight. We've obviously, you know, there's a lot of books coming out about, as you said, like the last season of bowling and and, da, 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 and this type of thing. But as you said, you know, people would, would tend to bookend that season with the Man United game mm. and the signing of Tevez and Mascherano. And as you said, that bit in the middle, no one's. And as you said, there was a change of ownership. We, we had managers coming in. Yeah, um, you know, it was. Who'd have thought that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Beginning of that year, FA Cup final finalist the year season before and. 
you know, it, it seemed that we were kicking on, you know, it was, there was, you know, and again, it has, it's never really happened where you sort of have that good season and there's a real level of investment on that team, even in 85, 86 people yeah, yeah, massively. around there, you know, they didn't capitalize on the fact they finished third. They just mm. carried on, you know, and they had, you know, didn't turn out particularly well, but, um, you know, obviously we'd got to the FA Cup final. We'd obviously be up that season. And then, you know, these two international Argentinians coming in, you're thinking, yeah. this is it. Yeah. In fact, on, on top of signing a lot of other players, I mean, I talk about that a little bit in the book as well, that we signed a lot of players because we were in Europe. People forget we went straight out to yeah. Europe, but, you know, we've seen that recently as well. <laughs> you know, at least when the Romanian team that knocked us out that time. But, um, yeah. You know, we were in Europe and we signed a lot of players for the sake of signing players. But then at the end, you'd sign these two world-class players and you thought, well, this will kick on, added to that. And I say, like, only we can do it, it feels like. And then somehow all got worse. So. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of those seasons, it's like... And it's it's funny because I'm I'm rubbish at remembering seasons, but and I can't remember a lot of games at all. And obviously, I remember the Man United game because everyone mm. remembers the Man United game because of the game it was. Um, and I also remember we used to periodically because we started playing the Great Escape music. Yeah. In that last ten games, because I really I remember it. Me and I remember Jeremy sort of saying, me and him going. I think it was Jez actually said to me, "We should start playing the Great Escape." As a he said, it's a joke, and yeah. I thought. And then they started in the huddle, didn't they? They started in this huddle. Yes, yes. And and Which it just seemed always that that's always the hallmark, you know, you're getting relegated. And they started in the huddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. come on, guys, we can do <laughs> this. <laughs> it's gone. They're just trying to show, look, no, honestly, lads, we are trying. <laughs> we are trying. But I like a team for huddle, I'll be honest. I, I, I that's the one thing about West Ham I, I have I've never really warmed to is the fact that, you know, some of these other teams and it might be Yes, speak maybe a smaller team mentality with these guys when they do the huddle. I love a huddle when they've you know they've, they've, the, they've done the coin toss and they get in a huddle. <laughs> Come on, we can do this, and then they start. You know, I don't like all the you know one person walking around like Deck does high fiving everyone. Come on, you know, slap on the hand, yeah. yeah, slap on the bum or whatever. You know, just get everyone in together, break, and then get ready to play. Um, and obviously we did that, and we had the you know the old great escape music because <laughs> I was because I was surprised because I was. That was a pre sort of pre social media wasn't really a thing there. Really. We would have got, I would have got absolutely rinsed on like, <laughs> and I probably did on these at Mother Brown and stuff like that for yeah. playing that music. But then it sort of became a bit of an anthem. It did become a bit yeah. of an anthem, I think. And yeah, massively. I remember the Bowling yeah. game, it being sort of sung and things. And because that was yeah. the first game, the last home game of the season, that was the first time it really locked we might do it. And yeah, I remember it becoming a thing. You know, like Crazy. off the back of that, I remember it. But yeah, now you've said that, I remember that just before the game started, they'd play it after bubbles. We'd play, it, yeah, we do bubbles, and they'd go in for their huddle, and then we'd play the. <laughs> and it's like, thinking about it, it's like I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get away with it now. I, I could <laughs> no, not do that now, honestly. That. Never would now. I'd never. There was, there was a lot of things we used to do there, which in hindsight we would never get get away with doing them now. Um, we were rogues there. No, it was just just it was just like you know, it was less governed and stuff like that by the Premier League and stuff as well. So it was you could get away with doing that as well. But yeah, God, the great escape. Can't believe we did that. But obviously, yeah. I mean, it was such a you know fantastically West Ham season the whole season from you know from being absolutely dire to being yeah. you know turning over Man United at their gap and. Well, that's the thing. We beat United and Arsenal home and away that year. Yeah. You know, like, we haven't done that again since. And I, don't, I haven't yeah. checked that, but I guarantee you we haven't. You know, like, through the rubbish, we met, we beat him 1-0 home. Yeah. 
home and away, both both games, both teams. It's mad. And Such like, a West Ham thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I say that in the book from from being as messed up as we were. I actually say yeah. this legitimate thing: if Derby, you know that terrible Derby team, which someone else might be being worse than this year, mm. also they they turn up in the book a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. The run we had in the last nine games, if Derby had done that, they'd have only gone down by five points. That was really? insane what we pulled out was. Yeah. Like, you know, so seven wins in the last nine games. You know, like having won, I think we've won four or five games the entire season. I mean, it's, so it's the most West Ham thing, but I don't actually think, I think because of the Tevez thing, I don't think it gets talked about enough. No, no, definitely. It doesn't. It doesn't because the Tevez thing sort of shadowed it afterwards, and the aftermath shadowed it as well, yeah. wasn't it? So, yeah. no <clears throat> teams ever come near that doing that? You know, like no. you know, as I say, that Derby team would have nearly stayed up if they'd done that. That was how. That was how down we were. You know, like <laughs> after the Tottenham game. You know, like it was gone. Well, that Tottenham game. That was that was the one, wasn't it? That Tottenham game. That uh, you know, when 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 Tevez finally fucking scored. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the the touch paper, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Really, that that got every everyone going, and I remember, yeah, seeing Mark Noble crying and stuff like yeah. that, and um, the worst. I mean, they, they were showing yeah. it on Sky a little bit during lockdown. I still can't watch it. You know, <laughs> well, apparently, I think it was, it was I talking to. It was one of the players. Obviously, we we went just before we start. Obviously, we've had, we've had quite a few players who were around that time we've interviewed, and and he and. I don't think it was Anton. Don't think it was Anton, but it was someone. Um, and that was the game that Tevez realised what West Ham was all about. Apparently, mm. that's what he said. Um, in that, and 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 that's where he that's that, that started the fire in him as well because yeah, you know, it was just it was just like a headless chicken, really. Really, I think until Curbs came in, really. Um, yeah. Well, they bought him obviously not knowing they were going to buy him, and no. I don't think they had any idea what to do with him. No. Or the two of them. Yeah. I mean, Mascarano played in one way, but I think they kind of hoped Tevez could play wide, maybe, could play up front. But we'd had strikers that had scored. Yeah. You know, and I guess that's another thing with a year that people forget is Ashton at the start of the year. Yeah. Is we had Ashton, and then, <laughs> and that was like, I think, three days before the season started. That's another <laughs> thing people forget. I mean, that, yeah. you know, like, for instance, like, that is the equivalent now that Liverpool losing Van Dyke. Well, that was for us. Yeah, you know, he was on the verge of England and as good a forward as I'd seen, pure forward as I'd seen. But to this day, I've seen play for us pre-injury. Yeah, and to lose him, and really, I mean, he came back for a bit, but essentially his career was over. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd say that as well. Yeah, and And that's exactly, and that, and that, that is the most West Ham thing as well because we, 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 we want players to. We want players to get into the England squad um, and stuff like that, and then to get hobbled by arguably the smallest player to play for England. I think, yeah, it's just <laughs> such a West Ham <laughs> thing, you know. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I, I researched that because they were playing a friendly the Wednesday before, and they've never done it again. England have never played a friendly the midweek before the season started ever again. They obviously looked at that and thought, no, we won't do it anymore. And if, that's the last time England ever played a friendly before the season started. <sighs> Typical, <laughs> typical, isn't it? It's like so. It's like, but 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 West Ham's littered with those like sliding doors moments, aren't they? There's what yeah. ifs. So that's why that's why West Ham fans are the way we are because it's always what if. Because if you haven't won fuck all, so it's <laughs> yes. like you know what if what if Ashton hadn't got injured, at, you know that season, 
what would have happened you know yeah. him the combination of him and, Tevez, and my God. that's what i mean him and tevez a lot of people pick their 11s and it is ashton and tevez up front yeah. for their dream favorite 11 or whatever you know and it's um god that would have been amazing would have that would have been amazing I mean, um 23 ashton or something yeah give or take i mean he, he theoretically could still be playing now yeah like yeah amazing mm. and i said that's another one again happened in that year and it gets forgotten about you know, it is mad the amount of stuff that happened in that year. Someone should write a book about it. Someone should write a book about it. It's funny someone's had it. It's out in January. Um, yeah, no, and, and look, I mean, yeah. you know, we have, as I said, I think we when we spoke to Anton a lot about it. Um, you know, he was quite candid in what he said, and um, you know, he put most of that comeback down to the the sort of the captain captainship of of Lucas Neal. Um, yeah. No, and, I've seen interviews for a lot, and we'll talk about him in a minute, I guess, because that's my right. Yeah. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of cool. you know, a lot of people said that. I think I've read reports where people said after the Tottenham game, he went in there and said, "We'll, we'll stay up now. There's nothing to worry yeah. about." Yeah. Well, I think is... there was two stories. One was one was that um, I was talking to a, a fan who who put who put Lucas Neal in his in his uh, in his team. He's eleven, and he spoke of a time where obviously you know you could put your hand for the railings and get us get an autograph mm. and someone asked someone shouted out behind you know like loud mouth something about i'll oh, just fuck off you know you know you're on too much you don't care about us you know you're on too much mm. money you'll just go to a liverpool whatever and he just said and then he just basically shouted everyone stop 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 we are not going to go down as long as i'm playing in this team <laughs> or something, but he's like yeah i can't really do the accent but you can imagine it's like yeah oh, and he was right and he was right. And, um, and there's a story of um, Anton says of of Lucas calling a team meeting um, in one of the one of the sort of catering rooms up in the uh, I think one of the one of the bars where they used to have their breakfasts hmm. um, players meeting. They all walked in, and and Curbs and, uh, and Mervyn Day were like the last two. And basically, Lucas Neil shut the door on them and said, <laughs> "This is players only, mate." players only mate um yeah, that, was, that, was good. <laughs> that wasn't too bad it wasn't intentional either so it's probably, <laughs> it's just, you can't tell i got an a star drama a gcc um and then and then he said uh he basically sort of turned around and said look if any of you don't want to fucking be here then, then tell me and we'll get you out tomorrow you know what i mean we're all in this together and i can imagine that would be like for you know a lot of kids i mean anton was like i was like shit myself you know i wanted to be yeah. there but still it's like very intimidating but um there was a good team. There was, I mean, it was a cracking team. I mean, we're probably doing a lot of it for your eleven, but um, it was it was a great team we had. It's just one of those things, it's isn't it? It's just, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the team. Yeah, we'll talk about. I was um, saying to my wife, I was like, I think at least five of these would be in contention for my my all time team anyway. Yeah. Which it shows how mad it is. I mean, I've been going. I think a similar time to yourself. And yeah. Um, sort of ninety two, I started going and. Yeah. My, uh, quite a few of these would be in, um, yeah, would be in and in, in and around it, and yeah. so the fact that we actually managed to go down with it is quite impressive. <laughs> really. Yeah, it yeah. sort of shows the, the 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 West Hamness of that team because probably a lot of them may well have been in the previous year at the FA Cup final, and, and mm. you know, it's, a, it's it's crazy when you think about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, but in the same way. You know, 2006, so you start going 92, so you're sort of getting towards late teens, early 20s maybe, you know, and that's when you're, I think that's when people associate themselves most with football. Um, yeah. So it's just natural. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, 
it's crazy when you think about it. Just <laughs> it's like when we do these things, and I, and I look at so I did a team the other day of people who've only been picked once in our <laughs> two hundred and fifty ones. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god! Look at it's like Canute, Denver Bar. I, I could not believe people only picked him. He was excellent. I know, and it's it's quite. But he was just one. It's funny. We had um, and this will come up after his. Uh, it's the the pre. I interviewed um Stephen Bywater uh, this yeah. morning, and uh, he 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 put Canute in his team, and I and and, and I mentioned it. So I was like, he wouldn't be in that team anymore now. But he was like, he was absolutely. I I, I used to watch him he says i'd almost be not watching the game i'd be watching him because mm. he was just such a phenomenal he was just such a phenomenally gifted player yeah. and Re um yeah brilliant random but, personal yeah. story about canute which i i used to um when i was in east london i used to work in the asda on the isle of dogs yeah and canute lived near there and um i used to work on the tills and i was sort of 16 17 18 and he used to come in on a monday night when i used to work there yeah, and he came in once, and um, obviously I knew who it was. I mean, God, he was like nine foot tall. You could yeah. not see him, and I sort of half talked to him, and he was quite polite. And then basically for about three months, we had this split coming on a Monday night and go to my team, and we'd have a little chat. And he was oh. the nicest guy. But essentially, I used to tell my friends like, "Oh, like I'm semi friends with Freddie Canute," and they, you know, obviously, yeah, of course you are, of course you are. I remember once we were stood outside a chip shop opposite my secondary school and he pulled yeah. up in his car to go and get a pod and chips, right? And they're all like, um, oh, here's your, here's your mate, here's your mate. And I'm thinking, oh, God, he's going to walk past me. They're going to absolutely <laughs> slaughter me. He literally came up tapping me on the shoulder. I was like, you all right, mate? So like my entire my friendship was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, just assuming this was just random, like, guy, yeah. I'm telling. He was the most friendly bloke you could ever meet. He was so polite. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah like, just, oh. I'm just a random 16-year-old kid asking him if we're going to stay up. <laughs> <laughs> But that's it and it was like that that generation so that I, I mentioned it loads of times where when you used to live in Loughton Loughton was like a hotbed for oh, all West Ham and Tottenham fans and uh, Tottenham players and West Ham players and yeah I used to work in Safeways and when I was like 15 16 and we'd get like I mean Shaka would be in there every week doing his, mm. his, his big shop um <laughs> fr his Friday big shop and he was so tall you could see him over like all the aisles that's when you know he's coming yeah. you could just see him he's so tall we had Tim like Tim yeah, exactly you, we had um if you didn't know who they were wouldn't you oh no exactly you, you would look at them because they were so freakishly tall yeah. um we had uh we had samassi abu <laughs> and and i had like my gcse french in the old back pocket so you know <laughs> it was just like laying that down you know yeah. I was spoke Spanish just then, but no, you know, Ue la toilette pour femme. No, that's Spanish. One of the, one of play. the most mercurial players you'll ever see. That guy. Do you know what we did? Um, we do the thing with um, we do like this individual nights. We take like a player, and we did like one on John Artson, one on Trevor Sinclair, one on Steve Potts, one on Ludo. We did one on John Artson, and Martin, who does the announcer at West Ham, he put yeah. together this fantastic um it highlights package. Always done. <laughs> There was so much Samassi Abu in there. So much Samassi Abu. Yeah, it was it was like setting up goals. Six nil when he like scored two and set up three. It was and I thought I 
seen the birth of a new Ronaldo. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he was until recently attached to a taxi driver in Basildon. I think uh, that's the story I've if heard. He, if he isn't now, I don't I don't want to know. I want him to no, be that forever. He definitely <laughs> was. I believe he's got a coaching school in Ivory Coast now, but I believe he used to be the uh, the taxi driver or <laughs> in, not the taxi driver, but the... a taxi driver. There's not one in Basildon. There's there's you a few. Like the thing you just get him <laughs> he's fucking busy. I tell you, he's driving. Driving everywhere, oh, dude, it's all the festival. yeah, festival park to Barleylands and <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, my knowledge of Basel is, is is renowned. Um, yeah, and who else? And we used to see. Oh, it's, it's like an Alan Partridge sketch. It's like um, that was it. I used to see uh, Paul Kitson yeah. in Woolworths buying pick and mix. He lo- he always bought pick and mix. Honestly, honestly, yeah. Paul Paul Kitson <laughs> with the pick and mix in the in Woolworths, and it wasn't like a little bag. He went tub. He was like, tub. and it's like I remember used to watching him, and I used to do it. And then he'd play on the Saturday. He played really crap, and I'd be like, yeah, too many flumps yeah, today, kids. <laughs> yeah, he's like couldn't move for flying sauce. Like flying sauce was falling out his pockets. You know, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but used to, I mean, the age they used to do their own shopping, and it wasn't yeah. like Deliveroo. It wasn't like they had yeah. staff to do it, you know. And that's no, no, no. There's something so exciting when seeing one of your play, one of your favourite players, or any player really, um, in a situation that's not the football pitch. Um, yeah. Do you know what oh, I mean? I remember they're, they're a human being. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. a computer game character in real life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> But you used to see him all the time in in yeah, like walking around the, you know, well, I don't know, well, not uh, didn't have Costa Coffee there, but you can imagine Ian Bishop coming out of a latte, you know, or so, you know, that's what he used to have. I remember, bloody, where did we go? We had a holiday, and it was like, um, oh, what was his name? Oh God, Steve Sidwell. That was it, Steve Sidwell, Steve Sidwell. Sitting, sitting opposite me on a flight to Dubai the other like that's a few amazing. years ago, and then we. Maybe end up chatting like you always do because you just do, and it's um, but it's like that generation like was so, um, you know, you could walk, you know, it's almost like you felt like if you walked into a pub, they'd be propping. You wouldn't be surprised if they were in there having a pint, and that's what I think is really disappointing with this with with modern football is young kids. So like your so like your sons, for example, they won't experience that that sort of footballers are like up here they're like on this uber level aren't they they're so they're athletes they're finely tuned athletes you wouldn't ca- catch them in hollywoods in romford having a, no. a fight on a tuesday night <laughs> would you? so i used to, to do one yeah. quick story just because i know my dad will watch this and he'll have this story so <laughs> my dad lives in in, in docklands and west ham stay in the hotel there yeah and one sunday he's out walking his dog and slavin um was going past it when he's the manager yeah. And um, so my dad, um, he's not the most technological of all people. He's going to actually hate that I tell this story. So he sees Slav and has a quick chat with him and asks for a picture, but has no idea how to do a selfie on his phone. <laughs> so Slavin, in the end, takes the, my dad's phone off him and does it for him to essentially, Slavin Billy asks my dad for a selfie. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the pub story, isn't it? When we go back to pubs. Watch that, I absolutely, I, I remember getting the picture. I was like, how? You don't even know how to do that. You don't know Billy Chad to do it for me. Big took it. Oh, yeah. I think he'll hate that I've told that story. Oh. That's that's what I love about this this channel. There's always little interest, little stories, little personal stories, interaction with players, interaction with managers, interaction with each other. And that's the whole point of it because it's just, Mm. it's you know, something that, and that's a British story. As well. 
It is, and that's a story that gets passed down to probably every Christmas. That yeah. gets reeled out every time Slab's in the telly. Oh, yeah. there he is. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Adding the photo that, yeah. on your phone. But, yeah, I always enjoyed that. But Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. Right, anyway, first question, 25 right. minutes in. Um, that's a record, I think, today, to be honest. <laughs> well, uh, right, okay, first question is, why are you a West Ham fan? Obviously, your dad's a fan as well, but why yeah, are you a fan? Yeah, dad got me into it. Um luckily for my mum and my dad from like we're both West Ham fans, both their families sure. were. Um my dad's been going since like my dad was born in nineteen sixty, he's been going since like sixty eight. Um went to like drove to Belgium like with his mates for the Cup Winners Cup final in seventy six wow. and yeah, and got me into it sort of ninety two and I had no interest in it at all. Little seven year old me. He used to take me to games like we'd just gone down. And yeah. I used to take my WWF figures in a carrier bag because I had no interest. So I used to sit and play my WWF figures while he was uh, take that hack the game. Jim Duggan, yeah. I had no interest. <laughs> and then one day, and I saw you tweet about this recently, Oxford at home. Yeah, um, yeah. And I remember um, going into the game and thinking, do you know what, I'll leave the figures at home. I'll go give this a go. He keeps taking me, so I'll see if it's any good. Left the figures at home. I think we were 1-0 down in two minutes, 2-1 two, yeah. up in about 10 minutes. We won 5-3, and I legit missed, I think, two go- two home games in the next 10 years. So I was absolutely completely wow. all in from that. Fantastic. And yeah, like, just absolutely, like, it just was hooked. And, like, and that's the thing. Everything. And you're right, once you're in, you're hooked. I haven't interviewed anyone in... 250, whatever, you know, uh, interviews, where they've said, you yeah, went to my first game... It was all right, leave it. but you, you're yeah. a little bit like that, but not after you took it seriously. You well, know, yeah, what I mean? so I basically did... became something I wanted to do because, yeah, was taking, I mean, I was young, you know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm the oldest of, of three boys, so like, um, I was the first one who was trying to get involved in it, so yeah. I had no, um, no real uh connection past my dad. But as soon as, yeah, as soon as I got into it, that was all I was bothered about. I knew we had season tickets together for till I went to university in 2003, and yeah, and, and, and since then. So. And that's the lovely thing. It's like, as you said, like it's about you and your dad and, and now your boys. And, you know, it, it's, you know, people people take the piss about, you know, about football and stuff. But it is like a, it is a family. It is a, it's a family experience, isn't it? It's not necessarily. I mean, you know, at the moment, obviously, people, you know, obviously, I went to, you know, we had 2000 for United game and, and obviously not, not for the Palace game and probably not until a while now. I reckon. February time, I reckon, to be honest. Yeah. But um, people are sort of okay when not necessarily going to the game. You know, when when obviously it came out, you had 2000, there was lots of people going, oh, I wouldn't get a ticket anyway. I, I wouldn't want to go because it's not, you know, it's not right. It feels like it's, it's not, and it's not necessarily watching the football because actually you've probably got a better seat now, warmer seat, less, yeah. more, more, uh, more, more COVID friendly seat. Yeah. on on sky sports or amazon prime or whatever so um but it's that togetherness isn't it and that's why i think people miss and you know particularly for families as you said it's a family it's a family affair but it is a yeah. family affair isn't it really in terms of in terms of going to the, the football well, i think even more so yeah, than my dad take me i take i took my eldest jack yeah yeah we, we were season to get older in the um centenary upper for two years and then when we moved to london stadium and then my yeah. youngest adam and being fair hasn't had the chance to go to many games Fun yeah. fact, his first game at home was Burnley, the one where everyone was on the pitch. The first, first game I've been to. 
Yeah. Oh, this looks like fun. Can I come next week? <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to go again. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, that's yeah. the first league game I ever took him to was the Burnley game with uh, the guy with the corner flag and stuff. Oh, but bubbles, it's a family yeah. thing, isn't it? So. It's a family thing, yeah. And and and, and yeah, but you know, obviously you're, you're on Twitter quite a lot and stuff like that. It seems this season, to be fair, it doesn't, it seems, I might just be maybe my claret tinted glasses, but there seems to be less aggro between the fans. Do you know what I mean? I think everyone appreciates it a bit more. Mm, yes, definitely. Bit anymore. Um, mm. I think people maybe appreciate what we, what everyone's missing. Because um, we are all missing it. Yeah. You know, if you, if you go once a year, to, you know, just a simple fact of seeing people happy when we score a goal. We've had so many good results. Yeah. And you think, but Tottenham away, you know, I mean, good God, can you imagine that? Oh. You know, like people who've been there be talking about it forever, and I'm they'll probably in, in 20 years' time, there'll be about 3,000 people walking around saying they were there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like that's like as they said, that's like uh, that's like you know, Frank Eintracht Frankfurt, and you know, everyone said they were, they were at the ground, but we had about 120 capacity, 3,000 <laughs> yeah. capacity by the it's sound of it. Everyone, it was it was just like the FA Youth Cup, everyone was standing around the outside because <laughs> they didn't let everyone in, but um, yeah, no, it is, I think everyone appreciates it a lot now, and and the fact is, you know, when the team play well, people don't don't moan yeah, as much. Um, you know, people were moaning about the manager, and the manager now is doing a very good job. There's not not much to be happy yeah, about, is there? There isn't. And I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, I was I was pro Moisey. I really always was. Um, he to me is what West Ham needs. Um, yeah. You know, in that. You know, in terms of the steadying ship, um, yeah, he's not going to be the most flamboyant Mourinho-esque manager, but we've tried that; it didn't work. You know, yeah. I mean? um, you look at all of our successful managers; pretty much of them are grafters. They're they're strong characters. Yeah, most of them are British based. Or our best managers have been British based as well, um, and they've instilled a workman sort of like 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 attitude towards you know all the players, and they sort of embodied that sort of like, that attitude. Um, and you know they've all bought. They've all got a cracking backroom staff. You look at John mm. Lyle and his staff and Greenwood. Yeah, we have at the moment. Nobby, we do. Being yeah. back and uh, yeah, a couple of the other guys. You know, it's yeah. I hope this ages well, but there seems to be yes, a, yes, now, a lot of <laughs> yes. Well, I think it does, and I think even you know the fact we you know we're sick at the moment. Um, you know, this will come out. This will go out after the. Palace game, so I won't say anything. But yeah. you know, we could be in a position higher than sixth, or we could yeah, be in a position which, lower than sixth. But still, the games we had to start was, exactly. Uh, well, I'd have took sixth bottom, I think, at this point. I think so. everyone would have. I think everyone would have. When you know, when you're, you know, I don't know. I, I yeah, take yeah, anyway, like fourteenth. You know, yeah. we got tw- we've got twenty points at the moment halfway through. You know, it's safety. Um, although no, in West Ham, if we go down, point. delete this around April. This one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, when you're starting your second book, the, the not so the, not so the failed escape into it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it won't be such a good second, second, uh, second uh, book to the the trilogy. But um, yeah. no, it's 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 just, there's just something about it at the moment. I can't really. I'm you know you're excited to watch every game at the moment for me it looks like they've always got a, a goal in them i mean you and me mm. we've been going the same times i remember 
fucking you know leads at home once at upton park and we lost three nil i think we had brian dean and mike newell up front and god <laughs> bless him we had joe jonesy was in it as well and and we couldn't it's it, miserable you know, yeah. exactly a miserable time and now it's like we've got this team that are hungry they they seem to all want to play They're um at the moment yeah exactly no, and, you know, there's not one player in it I think, oh, I can't stand him. They all just seem like the people you can get behind. You yeah. Know? There's there's no Michael Flinch players. You know, when you see the name on the team sheet, you go, they're going to turn yeah. up today. Maybe one or two, but, you know, not like yeah. six or I seven. I even knows the benefit of the doubt at the moment. We're probably yeah. talking about the same ones, but I won't say them. Because hopefully they'll both... Yeah, but I think Declan Rice will get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you reckon, yeah. He's yeah. No, no long staff for Newcastle. He's no. He is no Jonathan Spector. Let's be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, but the mercurial defensive midfielder that one game against right City. Back, back, well, that one game against Man United where he was just like a world beater, wasn't he? Do you remember? Yeah. And it's like, where the <laughs> he's been wrong position his whole life. It's yeah. like no, no, he wasn't. It was just that one game. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it just there's it, it, just a buzz around the place now. There's definitely yeah. a buzz around it um he's getting a tune he's got a cracking backroom staff um and you know we'll see what happens in january you know clearly there is a you know there is a i think you know if we get out of, out of christmas and we've got another you know fair few points in the bank then let's go for the cup let's go for it exactly. i mean it's such a west ham thing exactly. there'll be there'll be no bloody fans because we'll the most west ham thing there. of all time would be to win this and no one ever be able to see it <laughs> yeah that is even more so than what I spoke about with a book. That is the ultimate for us. Yeah. To, yeah, we have 1,000 people there <laughs> to celebrate winning. Yes, pass. Yes, pass around <laughs> Wembley. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is like the most West Ham thing possible. I yeah. really thought last year it might have been because there there we had definitely no one around, you know. And it's just, <laughs> yes, and it was like now it's like there's a possibility. Depends what happens. But, yeah, still it's... um. And it's it's a shame because you get like the games like obviously I'm, I'm at the gate I'm at the ground still at the ground and you know we've had last season the the Chelsea game um, yeah. we had the Wolves game the demolition this year with Wolves and it's like you know the the Man City game was good you know there's been some really good games and like mm. even like the Fulham game you know just for just West Hamness was Can you imagine how that guy would have been received missing that penalty oh could you imagine. <laughs> Well, we used to do it. Do you remember in, in back in the day, back at like at um, Upton Park, when if if Lookman had done that at Upton Park, probably about early two thousands, mm. on the big screen, you had the, the, the clown. Remember we had the clown <laughs> around the Super Sponge era. <laughs> well, the suit. I'm well. I remember that Super Sponge because that 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 got um, the last time they ever played that was when Casaragi uh, broke his leg <laughs> in, in yeah, his career. Time. We got in trouble for that, didn't we? He, we did, yeah, yeah. Because I remember because I, I was I was uh, centering up as well, so mm. we were actually sitting my granddad, and you could hear his his scream, and then you looked at the screen, and it's like, oh, hang on, it's a job yeah, for Super Sponge. He, he never played again, did he? No, it was the end of his career. Yeah, and we've got a sponge. <laughs> he's been carted off. He's got his little cartoon sponge, you know, in a Superman outfit, like <laughs> waving him off, I'm like. He's having his legs sewn back on on a pitch. Oh, God though. bless him. Oh, dear. Anyway, let's let's get right. on and talk about the 11. Um, because I, I, I can I can take a rough guess of, of, of the theme of the 11. Yeah. Um, 
Is it the Great Escape Eleven? It, it, it will be give us yeah. I've made one formation tweak just to get someone in because I couldn't in any good conscience put Lewis Bowamorty in a team. I'd ever ever do. <laughs> uh, I just can't. Sorry to to him, but no. Um, oh, so that's, that's uh, him. He's, he's not going to be on the it, channel now, is it? It's give or take a four-three-three, which we never played that year. But um, yeah, it's people I'd prefer to talk about. So. Sounds good. All right, okay. Let, let's start off between the sticks then. Yeah, who's between the one, sticks? Any be my, my my best ever team as well would be Rob Green. Um, yeah, just a fantastic goalkeeper. I, I hate to this day how his career seemed to get defined worldwide for the one mistake in the yeah. World Cup, but. Quite frankly, he should have been playing for the, the England team for two years before that, and that mistake wouldn't have happened. Um, they yeah. managed him so poorly um, in that World Cup. I'm not even saying, I think even when they went, he didn't even announce that he was going to be the keeper, Capello. And he was the best keeper in the country for two or three years before that. And, yeah. and I think that really started from this year. I think everyone from the, the specific season, I remember the Arsenal game, which is it's unrealistic how good he was. Mm. I mean, like I, I watched a fair bit of that game researching the books. I'm thinking, is it was it what I remember? You know, because sometimes yeah, you know, fair keeper makes eleven saves, but really in reality, you sure. watch it, and nine of them they should make. Yeah, and without exaggeration, Arsenal should. If they'd scored five that day, it you wouldn't have blamed him for any of the goals that went in to save mm. some of the things he saved. It, again, it doesn't get talked about. It's one of the greatest performances I think of a goalkeeper in like in the modern era, the Premier League era, for my mind. Yeah. Had something like 27 shots or something stupid. And without that game, we don't stay up. Without yeah. winning that, we don't stay up. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, and that was his best day, but he was a consistently great goalkeeper for us. Yeah, he was. For years. And we had, uh, when we interviewed Jimmy Walker, he was talking about that that game because he put, well, he didn't even put himself in his own <laughs> letter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'll get his appearance feeds up, but Jimmy, but no. <laughs> he, he put Rob in and he was like, you know, he's like, Obviously, Jimmy is his um, goalkeeper coach at Ipswich now, and and yeah. he get any young goalkeeper. He says, you know, watch Rob Green. You know, you go through and watch how he prepared himself and everything like that because he's like the modern professional, modern professional in terms of a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And the day before the Arsenal game, it, we were talking about it, and I was like, we saw about the, that Arsenal game, and he said, funny enough, that day I remember it really, really vividly. Me and Roy Carroll, who was a better goalkeeper, he said, like, yeah, it's sort of like from a from a technical you know, mm. standpoint, necessarily a professional standpoint, but yeah. a technical standpoint. And I, 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 fair enough, I agree with him that. He goes, we, we, we'd gone out, we'd done our thing, we'd come back in, we'd had some lunch, we just got changed, we was going out, going to, it's Friday, so we just going for, you know, Swift off in Epping or whatever. And, um, and Greeno was still out, still out of Ludo, doing one-on-ones, 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 yeah. one-on-ones, the hot, like a good two hours after everyone had pulled in. And obviously then, it works, you know, then he does that yeah. virtuoso performance. That was and... all they were doing. The first five minutes of the game, I think they had three one-on-ones against him. But he just yeah. came out and made himself big and was a good goalkeeper, you know. Yeah. Like, almost like Alisson, Alisson nowadays at Liverpool. Like, mm. he doesn't make unbelievable saves because he's, his positioning's great. And I think yeah. Green Green was similar to that. You know, he didn't yeah. have to fly across the goal too often because he'd get out and make good angles. So yeah, I think he was great. massively underrated. Really do. But for us, so my time going, I think Ludo would push him. Um, Fabianski now, maybe, but not quite yeah. over a long period of time. But for me, I think he's the best keeper I've seen. I think also, I think with Greener, I think he's, you know, where maybe he's, although I picked Fabianski in my 11, but 
thinking about it, I probably would have put Greeno to be honest, or even Shaka, because I, I, you know, I love Shaka. But, but with Greeno, he had that sort of dry humour as well, mm. which endeared himself to the fans. Obviously, uh, England number six stitched on his gloves, yeah. and even now, the way he interacts with people on Twitter and stuff. I remember him saying yes. that on the phone and turning around and doing the badge for the Tottenham fans. Um, yeah. And stuff that. like that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. see Fabianski doing that. Do you know what I mean? No, Again, different era now. He's he's a very he's a professional. You know, he's he's yeah. a professional athlete. But um, that sort of little intricacies, that little sort of nuances, and that yeah. sort of personality traits makes him a different, you know, in a different sort of um, echelon really compared. To, we're doing some long words today. Yeah, well, that's what a dictionary for Aspigable <laughs> names, not a Collins dictionary. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yes, uh, very nice to I made it myself. Um, but. But yes, but I just, he was he was, a, he was just a great goalkeeper, wasn't he? And, mm. and it's like you know, as you said, if you looked, if you probably ranked sort of West Ham goalkeepers in the modern era, you probably got Parksy and Ludo, and then I think then it's then it's Greeno, isn't it? Yeah. In terms of all times, and um, no, great great guy. Um, yeah. Right, okay, let's put Greeno in. Uh, if we're going forward at the back, let's go left back then. Uh, left back would be uh, George McCartney. George McCartney. Now he yeah. is was a steady Eddie, wasn't he? Yeah, just. First spell, second spell, just just the ultimate sort of seven out of ten player. And then that year, well, we had a lot of um, a lot of uh, inconsistent displays. We'll say I think we got better when he got it when he came in. You know, which is yeah. nothing against Konchesky, who had done well, but we needed something that was reliable. And, yeah. and he got that. And then obviously talking about his entire career, then the second spell in the championship and then we went up. Again, he was essentially like the same player. It was mad. Nothing really changed with him. And I, I think, yeah, he wouldn't be in my all-time team. But I think, yeah, in talking about this season, I think it was a, a very underrated player. I think yeah. um, if you were doing an, under, an underrated 11, I think he'd be quite close to the, to the top. I think he just... You just know what you're getting with him every game. I don't ever remember seeing like a winger absolutely like destroy him for a game or anything like no. that. You know, people are getting the better of him, but you, you, they were in the game. He was all, you know what I mean? Like he was always yeah, 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 yeah. against them. He's yeah. like one of those players. You said he's he was, he's a seven out of ten every game, and he's one of those players when he doesn't when he's not playing that day. You notice he's he's missing. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, missing, like, what? Yeah. Oh, George McCartney. He's like you know, it's like the I call it the Carrick effect. You know, in Carrick left yeah, yeah, yeah. West Ham and Tottenham and Man United, he's like everyone's like it's just, this team just doesn't work anymore. And oh, it's because you've got like this massive piece of the puzzle which is missing. Um, yeah. And that was like McCartney as well. As you said, he came up for the second spell, and it was like he just slotted in. There was no like re readjustment. You know, it was like. It was yeah, like yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he I, I don't remember I can't remember him making a glaring error. But to be honest, I'll be perfectly honest, I don't remember him much playing as well. You know, no. it's just like he was there. Um yeah. well, that but, year, yeah, the the season that year he'd started injured and then Konchesky obviously had the shirt and he got it basically yeah. back end and um coincided a lot with us playing better. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd put him in which is half Konchesky because he was a good player for us, but I'll go with George on this occasion. Yeah. Hopefully Paul's not watching today. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Anyway, anyway, lovely mate. Right, okay, let's go. Let's go right back then. Who's going to be right back? I think you already uh, mentioned Lucas that Neil. in the spoiler. Lucas yeah. Neil, there he is. Uh, as a, a little plot thing for the book, I talked quite a bit about the amount of right backs. We had, before Neil signed, we had five different people play right back. Wow. Was the December. We signed three in the fall of season. Pantsil, Tyrone Mears, which I don't know, most people, I, I'd forgot. 
Um, might put a bit one and uh, pencil, yeah. uh, pencil, and um, Spectra. Sorry. Oh dear. And then we had Christian Daly playing there, and yes. before doing the book, I had no memory Christian Daly was even at the club. He played like twenty games that year. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I actually said in the book, I was like, I'm not bit picking on Christian Daly. I just had no memory of him being here. He's in every <laughs> team. He picked him defensive mid, centre half, right back. It was unbelievable. Bless him. That's, yeah. that's, that, is a, that is a trio of, of right backs. God, who's the other one good right back and decided to sign three bad ones, you know, like, <laughs> as, as we do. Yeah. Oh, and dude. then we signed Neil, and Lucas Neil even was a classic example. Exemplary fitness record for Blackburn. Mm. Came yeah. last, got injured in his first game for a month, came back, got injured in his second game for a month. <laughs> it just follows us. But yeah, he would be very near like my all-time team. Just yeah. solid, a great leader. You could even see it on the pitch, you know, like how yeah. well he um mm. how well he conducted himself and was just a really like a very competent and very good defender. And like yeah. knew the dark arts of football which you need, you know, like for that especially playing in those positions. Yes. And definitely. Yeah, was a top level fullback. Really was at that era. Yeah. No, he was. And as you said, and as a captain, a great club captain, but as, again, like it's just we're well, coming back to me now. When we interviewed Anton, he said of Lucas Neil that um that what he did was which he didn't remember anyone else doing, was literally he was if if they won, if they won, um, he would go around and collect a percentage of all their win bonuses, literally in a in a sock, you know, in a in a bucket, <laughs> yeah. whatever, and distribute it to like the tea lady, That's the groundsman, the, the kit man, because he's like saying, "Look, they're doing what they're doing now. If you give them a bit, could you imagine how they would go above and beyond if they, they think that we're going to win at the weekend and get another yeah, twenty yeah. quid in their pocket?" And, and leader, isn't it? yeah, just a natural leader. Um, funny story about Tyra Mears. Um, I, I met him once. Um, in it sounds really wanky, but I met him in Dubai and I walked past <laughs> him. Tyro Mears, how you doing? He was surprised that I think anyone recognized him, to be honest. And I'm like a West Ham show, Tyro, how you doing? Oh, I remember you. How are you? You know, I think he was at Derby at the time, whatever. He, he was like, You recognize me? Went, yeah, of course. You used to play for West Ham. You're Tyro fucking Mears. You know, like, God <laughs> dear. And then, like, we had uh, we knew John Pantsu as well. Um, he said, like, he loved West Ham, and he used to say that because um, he famously did that lap of honor, do you remember, yeah, on his own? And I spoke, we spoke about that. And we said, So, John, yeah, he said, Yeah, I did, did a lap of honor on my, on my own. I'm not going to do the accent. Um, he said, But um, because the fans really took to me, um, mm-hmm. we would, we were one, they would sing my name every game. Um, what's that? I don't think they did. They did, John. It was ironic if they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But he, yeah. but I left it. I didn't say anything. You know, he's got the memory. So, um, yeah, nice he enjoyed really. it. He enjoyed his time. They all yeah. enjoy their time. But we'll put Lucas yeah, yeah, Neil. He was class. He was class. Right, first centre back. Who are we gonna uh, have? Be uh, Anton Fernandez. Oh yes. Yeah. I think he, he's a classic. I think if if he hadn't had the surname or the brother, I think he'd be remembered again as a much better player, to be fair. I think Agreed. he's Rio's brother, but he was a yeah. very, very good centre-back. Very he good. Was. Quick, good on the ball. Mm. Um, and during that year, he missed periods for injury, and we were always worse for him not being there. And yeah. probably sold him too soon as well, to be quite honest. Yeah. I know there were yeah. issues with the club at the time, but I think he could have been like a long-term, a long-term centre-back for us. Um, yes. Very, very good centre-half. 
yeah, and still speaks incredibly highly of the club. Mm. Um, loves the club. And we did, yeah, actually, because I didn't even bring it up, really, because it's like, he must get so bored of having the same question. So what's it like having your brother? as your And he actually came up with it, and he said it was a really hard thing to, to grow up. Because he was like there with with Rio at the same time, Rio's a yeah. couple of years older than him. So he's like all his life he's been at West Ham with Rio. And then yeah. the fact he's that he plays the same he plays same position. Same and, position. and Rio was like England, you know, England regular for like that. Yeah, exactly. After, you know, it must be be so different. I mean, even I know obviously they're brothers, but they look so alike as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean brothers do, but they don't always as much as they no, 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 yeah. So, but, but yeah, was, I, think he, yeah. I don't think he's remembered as well for it. And I think he's no, a very no. Good he was a very good player in that era, definitely. Um, who's he going to partner in that centre back position? Uh, James Collins has to be. And again, he, Ginger would be near my uh, near my all time. Yeah. Um, oh, Ginger. Yeah, and Anton and Collins at the end of that year um, coming in as a centre back partnership again, like. Obviously, a judge decided it was solely down to Tevez, but it definitely wasn't. Yeah. And, um, yeah, those two were a massive, massive thing keeping us up. Massive, yeah. massive thing. And, and yeah, again, I mean, we got him back. We sold him too early as well. Um, mm. I'm pleased we got him back, and, and he had a great career for us. And, uh, yeah, and I think, actually, him going him going away and coming back made him more of a legend. Yeah. Because I think he, he went to Villa. He obviously was, was, was deputy to... Richard Dunn, who, and he, and he, and he oh. came back like Richard Dunn. You know, he came back like a veteran centre-back. Yeah. He had his head shaved, he had his beard. He, he, yeah. you know, he didn't look like he well, you know, didn't have a ginger head in his hair. You know, he was yeah. completely bald. But yeah. um, he, he came back a, a real more old-school defender. And I think, I, mm. and to be honest, I, that's true. I don't remember much of his of his first stint, really, to be honest, on no. top of my head. I remember the second stint a lot more, um, maybe because... It was it was sooner, but it was, yeah. uh, it was sooner. Yeah, no, he still. wasn't in for that long, but just he got in at the end of that season. In, in, mm. Lost Gabadon, who was obviously yeah. a great player, and and the two of them at the end really helped keep us up. Just doing the basics, just doing yeah. the basic central defence and stuff. Definitely, okay, okay, right. So that's your four. Uh, who's your first year three midfield man? Uh, it will be uh, Yossi Benyon. Oh, loved Yossi, loved another one that came back. There's three, I think, we've had who come back. It, uh, there, there is a there is. Uh, I'm waiting for someone to do a boomerang 11, mm. you know, because there's a lot of players who have come they and a lot, of them have got, a lot of them been goalkeepers as well. They're quite yeah, a goalkeeper, he's not obviously in this, but Joe Cole did, yeah, he? yeah, First Joe Cole did, he did, um, yeah, Ginge did, Yoshi did, Don Hutchinson did, um, yeah, there's there's loads, TC obviously. You know, yeah, Julian Dix. Julian Dix. Fucking hell, Julian Dix. Technically Slav. Slav, yeah. Technically Slav. Stuart Pierce, Kevin Nolan. Um, technically, because they came back, yeah. And Julian yeah. three times, if you take his, <laughs> take his Ludo as well as goalkeeper yeah, coach. You know, there's there's, mad, there's quite it? a few. It's um, it's, it's a weird club. It's this little club in East London, which has this but incredible pool with the... players. But uh, Yoshi, yeah. it's all about Yoshi. It's all about Yoshi. Yoshi. Just a mark, just the exact sort of football that I love. Just great on the ball. With being fair, it was better the year before than he was the 2007 yeah. season. But agreed. Just great on the ball. Opened avenues. I mean, look at the career he went on to have. I mean, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. You know, like, and I always remember the cup final. I thought he, I think he went to Liverpool in the end off the back of how good he was that day. Yeah, he, he just, just, just yeah. And like, 
was unique because he was nothing. He was so slight. But I don't ever really remember yeah. him getting knocked off the ball. Or ball no, game. no. And, he didn't um, mind a tackle. And a lot of people... No, that's what, that, yeah. that's what the people you know, said. He's a very, very, very just technically great footballer. I think nowadays would fit in even better than he did then. Yeah, definitely. I think he's your archetype. Can play anywhere along the midfield, like three now. You know, like... Um, just a great player and was a great signing with the club for next to yeah. no money from memory. Yeah, next, yeah, coming out from, from was it Cap, uh, Hackaby Tel Aviv? He came from, I yeah, think, I don't know if like he'd been in, I don't know if he got him from Spain or if he'd come. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure, on that. may have done, may have done. I might, I might have Google. Spain and we signed him. I'm not sure. Well, I'm but... sure what happens is, is I, I say it and then someone will say, actually, you're actually yeah. my own. Was, was, he was, yeah, so, but I mean, the thing about Yoshi is he was, he was just, and I can't remember who it was, we interviewed someone and they said about Yoshi and how he really, he did love a tackle in training as well, mm. loved to get involved, loved, but loved the argy-bargy, so yes, you are correct, we got from Racing Santander, um, yeah. yeah, shortly after they, they formed a bank, um, but yeah, <laughs> right. but he yeah, was, racing think, Abbey National at the time. So. Yeah, exactly. Racing Abbey, Abbey, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and they, uh, yeah, that must have been a, a misprint in in in, uh, in Wikipedia. Um, and and then played for Queens Park Rangers as well. What? Yeah, what he just went around London. Just did yeah, everything. he did. He went yeah, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham again, obviously, and then Queens Park Rangers. He played for, and then he went back to uh, Maccabee. Haifa, Maccabee, Tel Aviv, uh, Beata, Jerusalem, Maccabee, Petka, Tikva, and Beata, Jerusalem. Yeah. In 2019. There you go. Yeah, I bloody hell, he's, he was still playing last year. Um, oh, yeah, three okay. games. At the end of the book, I actually do a little where are they now thing or what yeah. happened to him again. I found out I mean, a, a random fact about Benny. He's the, he was the first player to ever score a hat-trick yep. in the Premier League, Champions League and FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my one for Yoshi, Yoshi Belly in fact as well, yeah. yeah. Incredible, isn't it? Great, isn't it? Incredible. You'd never get it, would you, if you didn't know? No. It's one of those quiz questions. That's always it. We had it in a quiz. I think it was one of our quiz nights. That was one of the questions I put in. I was so happy I yeah. put it in. It was like, oh. You, you don't know that. You're never guessing it, are you? No, yeah, no, no, no. I loved it. No turn at all. Right, okay, I'll put Yoshi in. Uh, who's your next one of the three, man? Uh, will be uh, obviously too good for Mascarano, which is um, Hayden Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> which I joke, because Mullins was actually good that year, and I think gets quite a bad rap for that. It yeah. wasn't his fault. <laughs> no, and what I thought about, and, and what's interesting about Hayden Mullins is he's one of those players, um, I, I call him the, the Pete Butler effect, in that um, mm. he, you interview players of that time, they all put him in a team. Yeah, but no, none of the fans put him in their team. Yeah, and Mullins is the same. Obviously, you put him in because of you know. Yeah. If you had to pick an eleven, you wouldn't have put Hayden Mullins in. Yeah, you wouldn't have done. Um, I mean, Luke Chadwick, Luke Chadwick put him right back just to get him into the team. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's one of those things where you put him right back to get him. You put him every good game. You know exactly. Um, but yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he was just, and obviously that that the season before, um. Yeah, losing him at the FA Cup, the, the the sort of the the week before the FA Cup final, so to speak, when we had that sort of dress rehearsal against Liverpool, and then Garcia had a two and eight. Um, oh, losing yeah. Mullins was a bigger loss to us than losing Louis Garcia yeah. for Liverpool. He, he and... blocked Gerard at the end of yeah. that game. I don't want to yeah, yes, too much exactly. I won't sleep yeah. tonight, it's funny you see, even if you, but when we play as he went like conch and stuff, and when you start talking about the FA Cup, they face like 
Still, still breaks. <laughs> it's fourteen years ago, man. Well, Ralph was sat on the side over there as a Liverpool fan, and she barely remembers it. it yeah, yeah. I live with it most days still. Weirdest game in the world that was, wasn't it? Weirdest <laughs> game in the world. Yeah. When you walked out, you thought you'd won. Yeah, you'd yeah. lost, but you thought you'd won. It's like, yeah. And just that image yeah. of Marlon Harewood's wrong leg swinging at the ball oh, God, in the last minute. Move. I was like, yeah. Score anyone else on the pitch? Score any leg. Other leg would have been fine. He would have got Anyone it. The other leg. This on YouTube's turning it off now. We've bummed them out. <laughs> well, after fifty-seven <laughs> minutes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Hayden Mullins and two thousand six FA Cup final. It's not great content for, you, for the inspiration of Stan Van Ager. Now become right. one for the purists. I think. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, Hayden Mullins, yeah, yeah, integral to that team. Yeah, definitely. and then um, yeah, um, he's had a bit of a career since Noble, I think his name is. I've heard about this guy. Um, yeah. wait, yeah, Mark Noble. I might have to type him in because I don't think anyone's picked him before. Uh, yeah, I think um, might be on your one pick eleven. Yeah, yeah what is my one pick team? I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, just I mean, even that year, I mean, I think again a massive reason we stay up was him coming in. Um, but for the Tottenham game and afterwards, um, that was a yeah. sort of defining moment, I think, wasn't it? I you know. So. Yeah. And like I remember, even the Bolton game at the end of the year, but Tevez scored two and then set Noble up for the third, and it, it, it just it all just felt it felt like one of us was on the pitch. And I, I really think one of the reasons that everyone has the attachment to him now, I think, started then, like specifically yeah. that year. Like um, it really felt like all of a sudden because I think a lot of people felt a little bit disillusioned. Well, obviously we weren't winning and couldn't score a goal, yeah. and all of a sudden it was like one of us was on the pitch, and he should have mm. been playing a lot earlier than he was. A lot earlier, yeah. but um, by the time he got in and made a real positive difference, and I, he, I'm, I'd like to think he'd say his career obviously started there and has gone from strength to strength. I mean, he was captain mm. for three years, I think, you know, for a little bit, not yeah. full time, but you know, mm. and yeah, and he, he would deserve it just off, even if he hadn't done anything, he'd be left at the end of the year. I think he'd still be in the best team of that season, you know, for what yeah. he did in the last 10 games, and, and obviously, yeah. You could do another two hours. He's played a few games since, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. been in and around the team since, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, he's um, now Steven Gerrard, isn't he? You know, he's, yeah. he's forever, isn't he? You know, like, he's generations now. You know what I mean? He's your, he's your dad, he's you, he's your kids. You know, like, you know, you, you all know Mark Noble. Yeah. He's one of those players who, for a generation of, of West Ham fans, he'll, when he does retire, they've never supported West Ham without Mark yeah. Noble in the squad. Yeah, which is incredible when you think about it. Like, he, like you know, a couple of years or whatever, but for like fifteen years or you know, it's mental, yeah. mental. Yeah, right. like my eldest Jack is fifteen now. He's born in two thousand and five. Noble's been yeah. playing for West Ham the entire time he's been alive. You yeah. know, like he's been going. You know, obviously last game at Upton Park, the first game the new ground led us out. He's he's easier easier era, isn't it? You know, like yeah. he's he's the probably the first one, maybe him and Pyatt, that like my kids will tell their kids about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Noble was the legend, Pyatt was the, the cameo yeah. of my era, you know. Yeah. Like, and I think that's, you know, and you well, can't be overstating what he was. And what he no, was. exactly. You're totally right there, Dan. And I think, obviously, you've got, and it's those players of generations, isn't it? And obviously, like, your dad will tell you players about Brooklyn and Bonds and, yeah. and Devonshire, you know, and the people before him will talk about Bonds, ability, you know, and Morrow and, and Hurst and mm-hmm. Peters and, 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 and and that's why I, I, I like doing this channel because I love talking to people of different ages because they've got their 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 Mark Noble. It's yeah. really condescending, but it's not because 
obviously Bobby Moore and Billy, but I, I was never yeah. around to see them play. So for me, no. it's, it's sort of living, reliving their, their sort of memories. Yeah. Again, and, and, and like, to a lot of people. Yeah. I, I, really hope, think, yeah. I think people need to realize just how massive, I don't know what to do to be fair, but how massive he is to the club. I really yeah. do. I think he's a, he's a real, a real life legend still playing for us, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Right. Nobes is in. <coughs> right. So we're going to have three up front. Who's uh, your first three, three, man? Uh, marvellous Marlon Airwood. Oh, I love, I love oh, Marlon Airwood. At, at times it felt like I was the only person in a crowd supporting Marlon, but <laughs> he had his bad days. Good God, did he? But um, yeah, <clears throat> his good days, he was as good as any forward, you know, the strength of him, how he could get away, finishing. I actually mm. say in the book, I think he's one of the worst forwards I've ever seen when he had time. Yeah. yeah. He missed so many one-on-ones, but as a snapshot or reflex, he was as good as anybody. He might yeah, have yeah, one-touch yeah. goals he scored. But if he went through on goal, that was his problem. I think when he had too much time to think, he overthought it. But as a, as a reflex forward, he was outstanding. And, and, I, and I think there's, there's parallels to our current striker, I to agree. be honest. I said this um, the other day. I think there's a lot yes. of people compare him to Canute just because they're both French. Yeah, but well, I, I think it's more Airwood. There isn't French now, but they work. No, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you but mean. I but I think you're a right. Lot of similarities to the two of them. I really do. Because, as you said, when he had times so like, obviously the Man United game where he sort of fell over his own feet, taking yeah. it around the. But then, like at Leeds, when like that snapshot, and he just like over, yeah. over a perfect overhead kick. It's like. Yeah. Or like at Sheffield United, we just like just twat just it, smack this in, yeah. And it's almost like, yeah, I think he's, I think he's a better reactionary player than a, a thinking man's player. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think Hale was the same. Um, I even think it's similar to someone like Antonio. Antonio's very similar, I think, as well. Um, you know, I used to love, I used to love Harewood because where our box was, so our obviously our announcing mm. box was, mm. uh. Dr. Martins, or whatever it was at the time, our par, whoever it was, and actually it was Dr. Martin's stand, and the Billy Bond stand, the Bobby Billy's, Bobby Moore yeah. stand, and then you had the police control, and the scoreboard, yeah, you mean, the yeah. second, like the first one, if you were facing from the same team room, and that corner, that was always, to me, Harewood corner, because <laughs> he would always get the ball into the right, literally yeah. into the byline, and do us a little trick, and run along the byline, oh, every every game, yeah, every game. He played wide right a lot, didn't he, especially yeah. in the early part. But yeah, no, I thought, again, I remember, I've, Again, I say in the book, the game at United when he came on the last game, and I don't know where they told him to play, but he just ran after the ball for 20 minutes. Just, yeah. And I even watched this to make sure I wasn't seeing things, but he just runs after the ball for 20 minutes, just pressuring the ball. It's one of the best sub appearances I've ever seen because he just put pressure on the ball all the time. And I don't think because he cared. And yeah, I, just, yeah. I think he was massively hard done to by a lot of our fans who don't remember him as well but i think yeah i think he was a very very good forward and i think again uh, we sold quite a few people at the end of that year and I, a few of them and i don't think a few, quite a few of these players were sold earlier than they needed to be because he went straight for villa at the end of that year yeah and i think we were almost doing it because we had the new owners we had some money and i think he, he was he was really um someone that left us far too soon to be honest yeah yeah, yeah, i agree he was a very good servant so yeah fantastic servant um right so marlon's in who's the next one uh, it'll be Bobby Zamora. Oh, the Z-Man. Yeah, that season, he had a, a crazy season. I think he scored five in the first four games, five in the yeah. last five games, I think one <laughs> in the 28 between them. <laughs> um, but technically, such a good forward. I mean, I never really knew what foot he was. 
you know, like we'll score goals right and left foot. I don't know if you, this means anything to you, but I've never seen anyone look more aggressive or angry when he scored. He seems like he wants to fight people every. He pushed people off every time. I remember Arsenal away at Ivory. And he looked like he was physically angry with people who tried to celebrate with him. The, the Tamori Ketspire attitude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but such a good football. He could have been a great number 10, I always thought, as well. Yeah. Like, um, you see, just culture on the ball, could hold it up, play good passes. Mm. Probably, I know he got in towards the England team at the end, but I think probably if he'd had a bit more luck and better moves, probably could have got there earlier, to be honest. Yeah. Well, he had a knack, didn't he? He just had a knack to score. I remember that first season we went up, he was top goal scorer, I'm pretty sure, for like mm. the first like couple of months. And yeah. I don't remember him scoring a clean goal. I remember it no. like Liverpool. I think Liverpool it came off his arse at Anfield and, and, and it won it came off his chest. And, but he just had a knack of scoring. And, and yeah. you can't obviously teach that. And, you know, he scored wherever he's gone. You know, it's not like, you know, so... A great career. He had a great career. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, and... No, no. Uh, you know, took Fulham to the, what, the Europa League final, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you think about it, but crazy. But beat Juventus and slaughtered Cannavaro and stuff. And it was, oh, yeah, man. it was a great forward and probably could have done more, to be fair. Yeah, it. yeah, probably, probably could have done. Um, which I think all he yeah. He had some bad injuries. He did, and you know, obviously, famously, he scored the goal which took us up, didn't he, in the um, the playoff yeah. against my brother, Preston. My brother has a theory on him actually that he's the most valuable footballer of all time. He's, he's scored two oh, okay. winning goals, two what, two two playoff winning goals, one for QBR, one for us. Yeah. When they talk how about much? that game, how many people? Yeah. Yeah, a couple of hundred million, isn't it? Must yeah, be you know, added together. two goals he scored has made teams hundreds of millions of pounds. You probably, there aren't many people you could probably say that about. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Maybe Dean Windass. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think yeah, of. Yeah, he did it for Hull, didn't he? I don't know if he did it again. But, but he, probably, he did it for, probably did it for Bradford, I want to say, but maybe I'm wrong. Probably, but yeah. I see how you think, but Bobby Z, you don't, don't care. We're taking Bobby's a ball. He's not Dean Windass. No, we're not Bobby's a ball. That would be the clip. You know, well, I'm not and... knows Bobby. I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Dean Windass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, exactly. You'll be, uh, it'll be like, there we yeah. go. No, what book? He'll never, he'll never see the light of day if he did that. Yeah, no book. Um, <laughs> right, okay. We'll put Bobby Z in. Who's going to be the the, uh, the last piece? Forward, unsurprisingly, uh, and he'd probably be in my best team as well. Would be Tevez. Yeah. Um, it's. I think to be fair, what happened to him? Because people, you know, obviously he didn't score for fifteen games or whatever. I think the entire story is the perfect West Ham story. Yeah. I think it almost would have been too clean if he'd just come in and been really good straight away. And I don't think, funnily enough, I don't think he'd be remembered as well if he had been. No, it was it was like a Hollywood movie, really, wasn't it? Sort of the near, near, the nearly man, wasn't he, for a long time? He kept hitting the post, and and obviously we got to the Tottenham game, and even though we lost that, I think that goal starts us staying up in the end. Yeah. I don't think without that goal we stay up, even though we lost that game. Um, just momentum, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just the sheer yeah. momentum of it, wasn't it? And it was just, I mean, I have a, a memory of like uh, we lost to Watford earlier in that year, and I remember him getting booked for like literally swan diving at the ball and punching it out, trying to stop appearance. And it was like, what have we done to this bloke? He was scoring on the World Cup quarter final, but like he was so bothered. Obviously, he could have gone in the January like Mascarano did if he wanted to, but he yeah. wanted to see it through and make it through. And I think. You know, there's a reason that he's so 
so he played what twenty five games, if that, and he's so well remembered by all of us. And <laughs> like, made such an impact, didn't he, for for a relatively short career at a club. Um, yeah, particularly how how much you revere people like Noble and Billy Bonds and Bobby Moore mm. and Frank Lampard Senior. You know, to play, you know, twenty five games and or something, like, and 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 appear in a lot of not not just your letters. You you'd be in your it could be in your, your Probably, best. If he moment. wasn't in it, he'd be very near it. Yeah, know? and um, yeah, and obviously he bring but what that didn't he? he brought that back. Yeah, and, exactly. And no yeah. one, although no he did it in the seventies. No, I don't remember. And it was, and yeah, exactly. Packed our fans when he got took off and not theirs. It's just incredible. Yeah, fucking different team. It's like, yeah. I remember obviously then we played, our, our, we had the um, Argentina game, didn't we, at the, at the bowling that's, yeah. that following season. And yeah, he came off the bench and it was like a homecoming. It was like, yeah. Don't play for us. And that was no the more. great thing about him is that he owned it as well. It wasn't like we decided it for him. He was every bit as into it as all the fans. Yeah. Just yeah. amazing, really. No, like, you know, obviously there were a lot of um, where, who owned him. We certainly didn't. Um, no. But, you know, I like to think he would have stayed. I really believe he would have done. You know, he didn't seem motivated. I think that was part of the thing. He didn't seem motivated by a lot of the things that footballers seem motivated by mm. now. You know, he didn't seem particularly money-driven or anything. He just seemed happy, didn't he, when he was with us? And yes, exactly. Obviously, he was in a situation where he didn't necessarily have complete control I mean, on where he was. To be fair, when he, when he got carted out that day, he looked like he'd been bundled out of the back of a van. Oh, Even yeah. Maserano, like, you know, and Pardew's like, that, got you, these two toys. The press conference, it's like they legitimately don't know where they are. Like, no. it is insane. And yeah, there's bits of football like we say, in, we actually say in the press conference that we're hopeful they might stay for a year. And it's like, why is no one picking up on that? <laughs> like, yeah. We, we admit in the press conference, Pardew says in the press conference, we're really hopeful it'll stay past this year. It's like, why is no one bringing that up? Why is, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's like it was just such a like a. I mean, with me, Carlos Tevez, I mean, he, he as you said, he does, he did the interview like a couple of months ago, was it? He's like 36. He said the only European club he'd go back and play for would be West Ham. He'd come back, and I'd still have him. I'd, well, 100% still have him. Still do yeah. still have him. Still do a job. Still have him. Just, yeah. Just, it was a connection you just don't get. I think I'm no, no, you don't. You don't get them, and particularly for someone who didn't speak the language, particularly no. someone who was he was like from another continent, and only played twenty five games. He just had this amazing uh, draw with the fans and the fans yeah. with him, and uh, and it might be that sort of you know um, you know working class attitude, and he, going back to the favelas in 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 Argentina, that type of you know. Yeah. A hard upbringing, it, it might, just, might it just something it, clicked. It seemed like we fit him and he fit us, didn't yeah, it? yeah. Something just clicked with him, and and as you said, you know, he was well, as you said, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have stayed up, I don't think, without his goals, obviously. And no, and you said that that because, like, yeah, that, I mean, that that Tottenham game was like, like, you know, it's like the you'd shaken up a bottle of Diet Coke or, or Pepsi Max with cherry, it's my tipple of choice, <laughs> and shaking up so much, and then that game, you just let it explode yeah. and and that was it and it was and uh because he jumped because i remember he was like he'd hit the post he would like you know agonizing very similar to how we are at the moment we have like so many shots on target it, and they hit, post, hit the post yeah. or um or it just misses the keeper or someone gets away and then that goal came in it was such a good great free kick and it's like oh my god and he jumps in the crowd and 
Yeah, I, just I, was even, I wasn't even happy Weed scored. I was happy Heat scored. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, and that was like, why would you be that invested? Like, you know, like we're playing. I know this will go after Palace, but if we score tomorrow, night, I'm not going to be happy at any specific player scoring. No. No. Fabianski, maybe if that happens. Kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, if that yeah. happens, then you know, like. <laughs> If that's what I'm right, if that's but... hard, I'm very I'm very worried about how the game plan's gone. Yeah. Um, our, 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 our uh, you know quest to find a striker has taken somewhat of a <laughs> strange <laughs> turn. If Fabianski's scored for us tomorrow, but, uh, every position being goal, so you never know. Do you? you never know. But, you never um, know. You know, like, but that was it. It was just I was I can't ever remember being sighted at one specific player who scored a goal before. Yeah, or since. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, no, he's just a fantastic player, wasn't he? Mm. And he's just one of these guys who's going to go down into sort of West Ham folklore history more than anything, I think, because yeah, of obviously fate on the greatest, great, greatest escape. Great which escape. Yeah, the people, out in there's still enough interest now that people, you know, obviously be keen to read about it, which I think says a lot to what it was the madness of him coming and then everything yeah. around it. So, well, hopefully, yeah. quite a few people want to read it. Hopefully, so. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Fingers crossed. It was, it was a nice way to spend. Your time. Yeah. I had a lovely, I had a lovely lockdown. Otherwise, yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it's it's a, is it available to pre-order now. It's available to pre-order on all, all major sites. Yeah, uh, the uh, the publisher is Pitch Publishing, um, and it's available via Amazon, Waterstones, WH Smith, um, and the official release date is January the eighteenth. So but available pre-order. And if anyone reads this wants to look at a signed copy or anything, that I have that ability to do that. So just feel free to tweet me at the uh, the address below. And yeah, go. be more than happy to do that um, and do it with obviously a, kind of as, as cost effective as I can make it in terms of uh, <laughs> with the publishers and everything. Yeah. But yeah, no, just really, uh, it's a book by a fan for fans. Um, you know, like I, I, I'm not taking like a unbiased view in the book. It's you know, I'm a West Ham fan, long lifelong and was there for that season and yeah just want to write something that i think will make sense to people hopefully cool. so. yeah definitely definitely man well it's good good luck with everything i hope it goes well with the old pre-orders and Appreciate stuff like that, that. And, uh, and and thank you for taking the time an hour and 15 has flown by yeah without even blinking that's why i love this show that's why i love doing yeah, it but, uh, great. really enjoyed it good thank you and obviously thanks everyone for watching or, or listening um youtube spotify whatever give it a like give it a share yeah, not and I just say to uh, my, my kids, Jack and Adam, if they made it to the end, and said, oh, I just want to say well done to them. Although they well won't. done, and uh, extra Christmas present under the tree. Oh, oh, very, very yeah. kind of you. There, there we go. <laughs> Sign copy of the book. Um, fine, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they always do, don't they? Kids always do. Yeah, kids always do. But yeah, doesn't matter what what uh, what pandemic's going on in the world. Yeah, they always seem to do all right, don't they? But they um, anyway. Anyway, and until next time, from myself and from Dan, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Uh, wash those hands. Come, you irons. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.